we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for March 14th, 2022. Uh, ton of information to cover today, kind of as usual. Uh, some information that I've never really gotten into. Some very, very interesting things that we're going to be looking at here. And um, I'll go ahead and open us up in our uh, the rotation of the Warfare Prayer Strategic Warfare Prayer. Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against and oppose all satanic operations, manipulations, subversions, tactics, and plans, which are designed to hinder, prevent, or frustrate God's original plans and purposes from their swift manifestation taking place in their correct time and season. We come against all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide. Let every evil effort and endeavor fail, cause the news media to be caught in their lying and manipulation so that only truth can be brought forth. We ask that every satanic strategy of prohibition and limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail. We pray that all invisible and visible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O God, confound the devices and the wicked plans of the enemy that they have crafted so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved, overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into their into their own pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them. Let them turn on and consume one another and have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness to bring an end to all deceptive, secretive, and destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. According to 1 John 3.8, for this reason was the Son of God made manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy. Father God, overrule all strategies and tactics and curses of the enemy by the power of of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood and overthrow all spoken words, enchantments, divination, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft prayers, and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes according to Isaiah 54, 17. And break the curses associated with all these ceremonies, rituals, utterances, and their plans to bring about the chaotic, bloody revolution in worldwide and to usher in martial law in the new world order. Father God, we pray their plan shall be uncovered and not prevail and shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact and that their wickedness and violent verbal dealings would return upon their own heads, according to Psalm 716. Father God, we humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events which would lead to the, the destruction of your Christians and the innocent. Please send divine, powerful, angelic forces against their diabolical plans to frustrate and expose them so that they will, will be dismantled. Dispatch legions of warring angels and any other kind of angels necessary to enforce your perfect will on the United States and on all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon any righteous person and government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom and courage to come upon them. Cause them to be like a holy trumpet shedding light upon the hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided, and when they communicate, let it be incoherent and misunderstood. Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel or Belial or in all other wicked spirits, and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracy. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain any ground in the natural or spiritual realm. Cause every evil spirit that is released from their diabolical assignments to be cast into the abyss, until which time they are then cast into the lake of fire, and that none would be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the spirit realm so that they will accomplish your will. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb, and ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay, so um, first report 
Going to just really get right into it. And I entitled this, No, This Is Not a Misprint, the Maryland Senate Bill 669. Now, a common thing that occultists do is they will flip numbers sometimes so that things aren't so obvious. Like you could have 999, which if you flip that is 666. Well, this is 669. You flip the 9, it's 666. Okay. Anyway, I, I just... I know that's been a very, very common occult tactic. It's one of the ways they hide their symbology, kind of in plain sight. Maryland Senate Bill 669 legalizes infanticide, meaning killing of babies, for up to 28 days after birth. Maryland, prepare for God's fury. I put that part in. Because I can't imagine if, if this... You know, it was all enacted and it all happens and they start doing this. Now, it's bad. Abortion's bad enough. But this is going to a whole other beyond satanic flagrant uh, level where you're going to let a baby basically die outside of the womb. Premeditated on purpose by design. I mean, we're getting to levels of insa satanic insanity here that I, I can't even believe I would ever even have reported on. Uh, there's a lot of rubber meeting the road these days. And as we have warned time and time again, giving an inch leads to taking a mile. Giving the devil an inch really leads to the devil taking a mile. Residents in Maryland are about to find out with Senate Bill 669 proposed in the Maryland legislature. Uh, Matt Lamb covered the story for LifeSiteNews.com. Now, the problem with, with that particular news thing is it's all Catholic-based. But they are on top of these issues, probably like no other ministry out there. Uh, legislation proposed in the Maryland Senate would allow babies to be left to die for as long as 28 days after birth, according to the analysis from a pro-life attorney. Now, I've predicted in previous things, and me and a lot of others, that this is where it would end up. It would be, okay, we had talked about that one guy from Virginia, that wicked evil, I believe, governor there in Virginia, how he had said, you know, basically we'll, we'll deliver the baby and then we'll keep the baby comfortable and then we'll, we'll make a decision on whether, you know, the baby is going to be basically left to die. So this has been, this isn't the first time this has been talked about. Senate Bill 669 is also known as the Pregnant Persons Freedom Act. Oh, yes. Pregnant Persons Freedom Act. Freedom to kill your child and let them die. Torture them for 28 days, you know. Or, or not 28 days, but you have that time period if you want to kill your kid. Ah, you know, it's a little, motherhood's a little more, and I was kind of thinking, no, I'm not going to adopt the baby out, even though there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of, people that would adopt no especially now because you know so many people are sterile because of the kill shot and because of the vaccines and because of the medical agenda because of all the ways they're you know hormonally manipulating the food supply all this what they call xenoestrogens which are cancer causing estrogens how that's totally wreaked havoc on both feel and male hormonal systems no that's not enough we we want to make sure that you have up to 28 days if you don't like junior or little, or little uh, Sally, you can just, you know, that's your option as, as mom and dad. You know, you can just let them die. It's no big deal. It's legal. Yeah. It ain't legal in God's eyes. Guaranteed. And that's who they're going to have to answer to. Not the Maryland legislature. I don't care how much you legislate something and say it's legal. 
if it's going against it's this is murder and if it's going against what the word of god says then obviously it's wicked and evil they're framing mischief which that word in the king james basically can mean like evil or wickedness they're framing mischief by a law as the bible talks about known as the pregnant person's freedom act of 2022 what a nice little flowery sounding name but the problems go beyond the use of person in place of accurate references to women having babies. Senator William Smith, a Democrat, imagine that, sponsored the legislation, which will have a hearing on March 15th. Uh, the bill also proposes a revision of the fetal murder manslaughter statute that would serve to handcuff the investigation of infant deaths unrelated to abortion. American Center for Law and Justice attorney Olivia Summers wrote in her analysis. This is because the legislation prohibits investigations and criminal prosecutions for women and medical professionals for failure to act in relation to perinatal death. Well, we didn't act. We, we were kind of, we didn't know. We weren't sure if we wanted, you know, our baby alive. So we, we didn't act. But this legislature would prohibit any kind of investigations or criminal prosecutions if you did that. How convenient for Satan, you know? In other words, a baby is born alive and well could be abandoned and left to starve or freeze to death, Summers wrote, and nothing could be done to punish those who participated in that cruel death. She said the language used is unclear, so the law could be interpreted to prevent investigations into the death of infants at least seven days after their birth and may extend to infants as old as four weeks continuing the maryland code does not define perinatal somerset uh the, the lady um olivia summers a 2020 law does define perinatal care as the provision of care during pregnancy labor delivery and postpartum and neonatal periods a definition of on MedicineNet, a website owned by WebMD defines it as the 20th to 28th week of gestation or one to four weeks after birth. So this is why they're saying this could be, this is a codified murder of newborns for up to 20, they're up to 28 days old. Now, how many times have any life individuals claimed murdering of babies would never happen outside the womb? How many times have the anti-life individuals claimed babies in the womb are nothing but a clump of cells to justify what is unjustifiable? How many times have anti-life individuals pounded the mantra drum of a woman's right to choose whether to terminate the life of the baby in the womb using Supreme Court decision Roe v. Wade as conferring that pretended, that pretended right to women? How many times have these same people said it is the law of the land when the Supreme Court decision in no way conveys any legislative power? This proposed legislation in Maryland cannot be termed anything but really premeditated murder and codified euthanasia via cruel means of infants with medical professionals participating, meaning you just let the baby die. You don't feed it or give it water. I, I, all I'm saying is that I, I don't know how God can't rain down righteous fury. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of a miracle hasn't happened and it, most likely America's day is coming. I mean, I don't. You reap what you sow, and there's. I'm not saying other countries don't. You know, obviously, 
perform a lot of abortions. But this has been going on a long time, and we're talking millions and millions of babies, and we're talking, what about the morning after pill? How many innocent babies has that killed? Um, what about all the birth control that is potentially abortifactive, like the pill, the patch, the IUD? All of these forms of birth control can potentially allow conception, life begins at conception, but it will not allow an environment in the uterus where implantation of the fertilized egg, where the sperm and egg have already joined, comes down the fallopian tube. The uterine area where it, it has to implant to form as a baby, it's not conducive to that. It, it, it uh, The pill, the patch, and... IUD, and I believe there's others, do not allow for the uterus to be a hospitable place where that fertilized egg can attach and then grow in, as a baby. So they are also abortifactive because conceptions already occur. Now, I'm not saying they always work that way, but they can. I mean, IUDs are horrible and probably the most satanic. So, I mean, does God not consider that as well? If you look at that, you're talking, who knows how many, you could probably take whatever they're saying, however many abortions there's been since Roe versus Wade, whatever, 70 million or what, you could probably take that and I don't know, times 10, because that's far more common If you were on the pill or the patch or, or these types of, or, or had an IUD or something like that and you got pregnant, you're not ever going to know how many potentially aborted babies might have happened inside you. You're, you're just not. God does. I'm saying I've been preaching on that for years. I've never really heard anybody else talk about this. But isn't that like a nine million pound gorilla in the room? that we should be thinking about. I'm just saying, key in contraception in the keyword search box at Contending for Truth. Oh, I guarantee you this has lost me a ton of listeners over the years among many controversial subjects that I've covered where I lose listeners. But am I there, again, uh, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Nobody's ever refuted it. I go over all the, I go into much greater depth in that study. Just contraception. Not all contraception works the same way, okay, is, is the whole point that I'm trying to make here. And um, some are potentially abortifactive in nature. But that I would think would be a really, really big deal to God. But wouldn't that be something? Doesn't Satan like to hide stuff, you know, where you never know about it so that you are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you're ignorant of his devices? I think that's one of the biggest devices of Satan that most Christians have been ignorant of and have brought curses on themselves, not even knowing that they may be committing murder in the womb and not, not ever thinking that that was the, that was the case. And Satan is really, really good with that. He wants 
especially all Christians, as all people in general, to never know what I just said. And that might be the most important subject that I've ever even covered in all my years of ministry. I mean, it's, you know, it's on par with, you know, child sacrifice. I'm not saying that's the motivating factor, for, but I'm seeing how Satan would view it or God would view it, you know? I don't know. I can't think it's something that will make, him, make God happy. And I'm not saying this because I'm like trying to browbeat my listeners or anybody that's ever done. I'm not saying God can't forgive you. Obviously he can't. But I want you to at least be aware of it. Because I do love you enough to tell you the truth. And it's not debatable what I just said. If you really look into it, again, key, key in contraception at contendingfortruth.com. It's, you know, I get into it. PDF should be there to correspond to it. But boy, boy, that's a subject I hardly ever hear anybody talk about. Anyway, um, going further with this, uh, how many people have said, how many same people have said it's the law of the land when the Supreme Court decision in no way conveys any legislative power? The proposed legislation in Maryland cannot be termed anything but murder and codified euthanasia via cruel means of infants when medical professionals participate. And yes, euthanasia is murder. Uh, euthanasia has been sold to the public as individual requested assisted suicide. Suicide is self-murder. It is unethical. But it's not like they're going to the baby and saying, hey, baby, um, would you like to be murdered? I mean, at least with euthanasia, if somebody like chooses to go into one of the suicide pods, at least that's their choice. Now, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying at least it's their choice. You didn't confer with the baby because guaranteed the baby's not going to choose to be suicided and murdered. It is unethical, immoral, lawless, and against God's law. And here's all the, the links if you want to read up more on it to this, to this report. All right. So going to the next report. <laughs> and again, just more confirmation. This codifies what Satan wants. Maryland legislator blasts abortion bill. The most sacred place for an infant inside his mother's womb, said Maryland House Delegate Rick Impelaria during a floor discussion on the proposed amendment to the Maryland Constitution to establish abortion as the fundamental right. Impelaria said the bill about to be voted on is an embarrassment for the state of Maryland. It codifies what Satan wants from us. Despite Impolaria's impassioned speech, the bill passed the Maryland General Assembly 93 yeas to 42 nays. God help, I mean, if they're even human, those, those 93 yeas. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and play this quickly, what he said here. This legislator. There's massive coverage in from Harford to explain this vote. Thank you, you Madam Speaker, to, to explain my vote. It's, it's a sad day in the Maryland General Assembly. It's a sad day for Marylanders. And um, we've came down here, we knock on doors, we tell people we're coming down to make the world a safer place. The most dangerous place for any child under the age of two is inside his mother's womb. More lives are cut short 
and destroyed inside his mother's womb. They're safer walking on the streets of Baltimore City after they're born than inside their mother's womb. This bill makes it even more dangerous for children inside their mother's womb, which should be the most sacred place for an infant to be is inside his mother's womb. Like I said yesterday, if this, if this bill said this was about adoption, right. you want to know about adoption? Come talk to me. My mother's adopted. My daughter's adopted. My grandson's adopted. My sister's adopted. There's the option. Adoption access is what we need as a world. This is an embarrassment for the state of Maryland. This just, it codifies what Satan wants from us. Yep. That's what this does. That's why I'm voting now. Thank you. Yeah, it just amazes me, you know, from growing up, we were taught what a declaration of independence was, what the Constitution was, how it was meant to protect human life, to defend people, to keep all people safe, no matter what. This has to be the first time in America's history that we're going to enshrine in a constitution, in our state constitution, basically the right to take and destroy life, to take our God-given right. Because remember, this constitution was written right over in that building by God-fearing men. That's what it was written by. This one piece of legislation will take that God-given constitutional right and change it into, very simply said, a satanic document. That's what it will be. You can say it any way you want. This document now will be about taking life. I'm not going to support this. I'm not going to support something that when someone goes out in front of a, an abortion clinic and changes a woman's mind, that that is going to be something that that person can be jailed for. Because you know what? 20 years from now, that woman who changed her mind, when she holds her first grandchild, mm. she'll say that was the best decision yep. that I was ever made. I was glad that that person was out in front of that clinic and helped me yep. to change my mind. Amen. To do the right thing, to bring life, to give life. We were all put on this earth to create life, not to take it. I will not be voting for this. Thank you. Wow, that was good. He he it was a Catholic guy. He was had his he was the uh, Rick uh, Maryland House delegate Rick Impalaria. Um, he had a the Catholic rosary beads around his hand or whatever. Um, but hey, man, uh, God bless him. I pray that I pray for all Catholics that they all get saved, you know, and they're not trusting in their, you know, in that religion. Uh, but God bless him for saying that because it sounds like he was the only one that did. I don't know if there was others, but I, I thought there's no way this is when I saw this, I'm like, no. No, and then I, I looked into it. I'm like, oh yes, yes, it's this is all too real, all too real. And the next one, which is about, 
well, it's, it, maybe it's a notch below because it's not actually killing, but it's pretty bad. Organization endorsed by the Democratic Party promotes sexual assault of babies. She basically, this witch basically explains how she convinces little kids to let them be molested by her, saying, quote, you'll hear it, I, I believe, out of her own mouth in this clip I'm playing. It's not consensual if you're doing it in public. So I guess if you're fondling a little child in public, in her eyes, in her uh, demon-possessed-to-the-toenails mind, that it's not consensual if you're fondling a baby or a small child in public. But if it's in private, behind closed doors, it's consensual. Well, again, where is any logic in that statement that was just made there there is no logic there is no it's just pure evil one of them to call evil good and good evil and um these abominations promoting this i mean i just wish they could get a glimpse of hellfire where they're heading to i really do Maybe some of them would repent and get saved. I don't know. But again, just totally incomprehensible. The the news cycles that I'm that I'm looking at here now. Uh, let's go ahead and play this. Okay, so this is this witch, uh, this abomination, uh, sexy summer camp for children, uh, for all ages. Deranged leftist woman promotes sexy summer camp for children. And uh, this is uh, in rural Kentucky. Evidently, they're teaching this. Infowars. Okay, sorry. Alex Jones has these things now embedded in his videos where you can't, like, get around it to be extra ultra obnoxious. Uh, again, I would never, ever interject all this advertising and all this garbage and constantly begging for money ever, ever, ever into this ministry. I just wanted to let you know that I will never do that. Okay. Um, that, that guy just begs for money. And, and I, I hate to say it, but so many in alternative media do the same thing. It's just never ending. Very subtle a lot of times, too, the way that they're begging for, for money constantly. It's just sickening to me. Uh, all right, let's play this. And always, when, when they do the ads, they're always like 900 times higher in volume. I know it's exaggeration, but so that, you know, it's extra obnoxious. So that, you know, it forces you to either come in or over a wreck. And I just, man, man, I have a hard time with that. Masturbation is really healthy. And I recommend it to people of all ages, all ages. As soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing that. That's what they were doing. Kids touch themselves. So the, of all ages. So that means from birth on, as soon as they could talk. So, you know, first is they, maybe the other and are you serious she's teaching this i mean may god literally dispatch death and warrior angels against these mad disgusting pigs and maggots that are teaching this may god annihilate them that all men would see and fear and declare the work of god that they would wisely consider of god's doing and the righteous would be glad in the lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart would glory according exactly to what psalm 64 says 
kids start to ask questions and we teach them the language for their bodies, right? That's your nose, touch your nose, show Aunt T, you can touch your nose. But my sister's not saying that when they're tugging at their penis, right? But it feels good, right? We have to learn ways to talk to young people about this so that they know how to explore their body consensually so that it's not in public, right? We don't want people exploring their bodies in public. That's not consensual. But exploring your body at any age, grandmas, grandpas, all of us need to be exploring our body. And that's the key. It's not consensual when a one-year-old has you touching their penis. They're no. not of age to make that consensual decision to engage in incest activity. Oh, did you pick up on that too? And... These people are so far gone that everything with them is the coming out. So now we're seeing this whole pedophilic coming out, this whole public schools putting kitty litter boxes in Michigan. That was confirmed, telling kids to crap in boxes. It's a bunch of mentally ill, whacked out people. Presenter Olivia Workshop, Sexy Trans Sex Ed. My name is Oliver Hall, and it's some, I think, woman. We're, we're talking, is it, you know... The more evil you can make yourself look and the more against the way God created you, the better. And it's some devil. I'm assuming it was a female, if it is a female, who's taken hormones and showing us what a man that he is now or she is now where he's growing. He's got facial hair. So he's got sideburns and like a little mustache and a little tiny little beard size of his head or shape i mean it looks like an abomination okay my name is oliver hall i am the trans health director for kentucky health justice network isn't that a wonderful sounding name too they got all these flowery little names we provide direct aid to trans folks seeking access to health care through in-person peer advocacy resource connections education and financial support and he goes on all of where he graduated and all this other garbage. I mean, what an abomination from the pit of hell. Well, they're all into different pervert fetishes yeah. who literally want to rule us Yep. and say, we're coming for your children. They belong yep. to us. We're going to get them. Yep. This is the true horror. This they're is showing the all these clips in the background of tra trans, like performing at these libraries and the stuff like that. And, and, just disgusting. We shot in Austin. This is what goes on. It's all backed by big tech and the Tavistock Institute. Yeah. All ages. Babies need to be sexually assaulted to teach them the pleasure by their parents. That is the evil of the new world order. And that is the mutilization of the children with the transgenderism. Okay, folks, I was about to go back to your calls, and they brought me news during that break that as soon as I watched the video, as soon as I started reading about it, uh, I mean, I knew the rest of the story before I even watched it, because it's a program. You remember Jocelyn Elders was the nominee to be the uh, Surgeon General when Bill Clinton first got in office in 1993, and I remember Limbaugh played the clips a lot. It's very hard to find it out there, but it's out there of her in a speech she gave 
saying it's important to teach little children how to masturbate by age two. Reach down and help them, touch them, show them. That's how she talks. And you ask, why do they do that? Well, it's to sexualize children and train children that adults are touching them. It's pedophilia. And in 1984, which is based on a Stalinist future, and George Orwell had been a Damian socialist and worked for the communists and things, he knew about it. In the book, they hand out porn to everybody when they're kids so that no one ever forms a lasting relationship. Because studies show the more porn you watch, you know, things like that, the more partners you have, the less chances are you'll actually form a bonding relationship and have a family. Right. So it's about not having children. Just like transgenderism is about not having children. That's why it's pushed. I don't hate the individuals that are you know, doing it. Just don't target children, in my view. But the point I'm getting at here is, and I'll go to your calls these clips and I'll get to this next segment, is that they're now having not just summer camps where biological men are with fourth and fifth graders in the tents with them and in the cabins, but now they're having liberal masturbation camps where people, mothers bring their children and then these weirdos show them how to sexually uh, assault their children, in my view, is what it is. Uh, I, I mean, th this is just sick. And this is going on in Austin, uh, where they are sending out summer camps and, and actually uh, springtime camps for adults to bring their children to these adult camps to, quote, teach them how to masturbate. I mean, it, it, it's just next level. So I'm going to be getting to more of that coming up. But uh, the leader of Sexy Camp recommends that children begin to masturbate as toddlers. Masturbation is really healthy, and I recommend it to people of all ages. All ages, as soon as my nephews could talk, they were doing it. So that's my children talk between eight months and one year. So uh, that's uh, unbelievable. It's called Sexy Sex. It's the image of a butt. Sexy summer camp schedule. If you go to Target, there's just stuff about all sorts of sex. Yeah, I mean, it's showing the actual, what they're going to do on Tuesday, July 6th. Sex with me. Self-pleasure workshop. Then um, reproductive health. Basics and beyond. Gender diversity. I mean, just, just disgusting, evil. And then it, it breaks down all the actual what they're doing in each one of these supposed workshops and sexy baby and this baby it's all just very pedophilic oh yeah now, this workshop will include discussion games and some hand-on practice and and you i mean let's just go to it now okay uh, and it basically goes back to the clip that you just heard so i'm gonna stop there this goes on for if you want to hear more there is about a full more seven minutes but i, I didn't really want to expose my listeners to any more than i want you to be aware of it uh if you're not aware of something then you know you're not even aware to pray about it so this is why my the prayer list regarding current event prayer points is so vast and it, you know it does cover this subject um i think from multiple angles but yeah it, it's it's hard to even comprehend what is going on um I'm going to go and play this. This has kind of been in my file for a long time. Satan's Final War Plan, The Great Deception. This is from David Wilkerson. 
uh, who pastor who actually passed away in um, 2011. And he was the American Christian evangelist, best known for the book The Cross and the Switchblade. He was the founder of the Addiction Recovery Program, Teen Challenge. And who I actually, um, when I was in Fort Myers, I would actually go to our local Teen Challenge and devote, just donate chiropractic care for that. For a time, I did that. Um, the, the founding pastor of the non-denominational Times Square Church of New York, Wilkerson's widely distributed sermons, such as A Call to Anguish, are known for being direct and frank against apostasy and serious about making commitment to obey Jesus' teachings. He emphasized such Christian beliefs as God's holiness and righteousness, love toward humans, and especially the Christian view of Jesus. Wilkerson tried to avoid categorizing Christians into distinct groups according to denomination, which you've heard me talk a lot against as well. Uh, any denomination to which they would belong. So I'm just going to go ahead and play this. It's a little bit of a longer clip, but, you know, I think this is definitely worthy here. Let's go ahead and play this. Satan's final war plan exposed. Now, I apologize. There's a little bit of, tiny bit of static in this, and there's nothing I can do. It's not on my end, but um, I just wanted to let you know. The devil has a war plan, and we're going to expose it this morning. Well, there, there's a final war, you know, it's called Armageddon. Millions of men are going together in the Mideast, and there's going to be a final war called the Battle of Armageddon. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed. But simultaneously, there's another final war. And this final war is far more important to us and to God than Armageddon. Armageddon is just a cleanup job for God. He's going to clean up the mess. It's true. He's going to come forth with his power and his glory, and, and, and we know the outcome of that war. But there's another war going Which on. Which takes place at the end of the seven-year tribulation. Simultaneously, in fact, even now. And that's the spiritual war. This, this is the war that's been declared, yes, in the Garden of Eden. You say there's always been a spiritual war, heaven against hell. But folks, the devil in these last days is changing his strategy. He's changing his plan. Because the Bible says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, the devil's come down to you having great wrath, knowing his time is short. Now, see, this is placing this battle, this last strategic battle, after the cross. Because he's talking about those who've overcome by the blood and those who have the testimony of the Lamb. So this is after Calvary, it's after the cross. The dragon was wroth with the woman. The woman is the church of Jesus Christ and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. All right, this places the war that we're talking about after the cross, those who have been uh, covered by the blood of Christ, and this leads to the last, very last day of time, the battle that I'm speaking about. The scripture says he knows he has a short time, and, he, and the Bible says that he comes down. He's actually going to make his headquarters. He's going to be among us here on this earth. He's come down unto you, and he, he's in a rage because he knows that his time is very short. This is the last of the last days. I don't know what others are preaching about spiritual warfare. I hear a lot of stuff that is foolishness. And even when you say spiritual warfare, a lot of people pull back. But the Bible makes it clear that there's a war going on in the heavens. There's a spiritual battle now for your mind and your soul. There's a spiritual battle in the Bible. Paul talks about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Weapons of war, our war, it says. Our war. 
the war that you and I fight as the seed of Jesus Christ. He's going after the seed, the scripture says. And this is the battle far more important in the eyes of God and hell than Armageddon itself. The Spirit is going to expose the stratagems of the devil for this last day. I was just thinking of the strategy the devil has used ever since the Garden of Eden. And Satan came and tempted in, in these areas of flesh and appetite. And very little of the warfare of Satan against the church of the wilderness was aimed at the leadership. And you find many of these men falling, but at, at that time, Satan warfare had to do with appetite. It had to do with the belly. It had to do with nature. But then comes the cross of Jesus Christ. Then comes the need for a new strategy, a new plan. And folks, the devil has, the Bible says we're not ignorant of the devices or the wiles of the devil. The wiles mean plans, strategies. That very word is strategy. We're, we're, we're not ignorant of his strategy. His strategy keeps changing. And now we, have, we come to the cross. We come to the strategy now of Satan coming against entire congregations. He comes against the laity. He, he comes against the church body. He comes against whole congregations. And it's amazing when you, when you follow it. He, he attacked the Corinthian church with a flood of lust and carnality. He comes to the Galatian church with a bewitching spirit. Paul said, having begun in the spirit, are you now seeking perfection through the works of the law? Who has bewitched you? Who's cast the spell on you? A new strategy from the enemy. He's going after entire congregations. He's going after the laity. You follow it through in, in Revelation, first few chapters of Revelation. At Pergamos, false doctrine was sent to leaven the church. At Thyatira, the devil sent teachers in with the Jezebel spirit to seduce the congregations into fornication. And when you come to Sardis, you find formality and deadness cast upon them. And at Laodicea, the spirit of lukewarmness, covetousness, materialism blinded the whole congregation. You see, he's going after the laity, he's going after the congregation, he's going after the masses of believers. You very find, very seldom do you find in the New Testament him going after or being able to bring down spiritual leadership. Those who are spiritual men, leaders of the church of Jesus Christ. You, you find him coming again as he did in the Old Testament, shipwrecks, beatings, jailings. He comes after Paul in the flesh. But you don't see Paul folding under it. You don't hear Peter. And you hear none of the disciples other than Judas. He's not, the battle now is for the church, the laity. He, he's going after, he's coming stages, you see, works in the natural, that he comes against the congregation. We're going to see in just a moment where he's moving now. That in this last day, in this short period of time, the devil with such wrath knows he has to change his strategy. And the strategy is this, I'm going after the leaders. I'm going to focus all my attention on everyone who has spiritual authority. Everyone who walks close to Christ. Every prayer warrior. I'm going after their I'm going after their very faith. I'm going after their homes, their marriages. I'm going to try to paralyze 
every spiritual man and woman on the face of the earth. And all that's happening to the church of Jesus Christ today as we see this strategy unfolding everywhere we look. Pastors, missionaries, Christian leaders, deacons, elders falling left and right. Spiritual authority being robbed. We see this strategy unfolding before our very eyes. This was the strategy used in Iraq. They were called special forces and they were sent six months before the war into Baghdad. And their whole job, they were dressed as Arabs. And they had a bankroll. And they were to trail Saddam Hussein everywhere he went. One purpose, surround Baghdad, get Saddam. Get the leadership. Don't fight with the Iraqi army. Go to the elite corps, the Republican Guard. And when we get that Republican Guard and those 50 leaders, they'll fall and they'll collapse. And within two weeks of the war, remember, there was confusion in the Iraqi army because they said, there's no leadership, there's no one there. It's inoperative. The authority's gone. Satan's final war against the Church of Christ is targeted at the elect. Paralyze every spiritual leader, destroy, seduce, bewitch all spiritual authority. And now you see the devil's laid his hands on every invention of man to use in this battle. The devil owns the internet. He owns it. 300,000 porno sites. He owns it. He owns the film industry. I don't even know what the music channel is. I don't have television. But he owns television now. He owns commercial television. He owns network television. Because you see, up to this time they said, we, we're going to stretch the envelope. That means, see how far we can go without the people rising up, without a moral outcry. Outcry against this filth and smut. And there's no outcry anymore. And now I read in the New York Times, these were from film directors in the Cannes Festival in France. And they were boasting publicly, we're no longer stretching the envelope, we've torn it up, we're going over the ledge. That means anything goes. And folks, who is all of this, Where? Who, who's the devil aiming at? Now, do you think he's aiming at all the people who are hooked on pornography now? All of the wicked masses who are hooked on the lust of the flesh, he already owns them. The king of Syria said, I'm not wasting any ammunition. No chariots, no manpower on these masses. All my power, everything is aimed at the leadership. These things are aimed now. Everything They're out of showing all these clips in the background of like cartoons and a lot of Disney movies where like the words sex or um, there's some really perverted image in the actual frame that it's all the subliminal conditioning now remember that he passed away in 2011 i believe it said so i don't know exactly when this uh was recorded but you know it, it <laughs> you think how much worse it's gotten in the let's say 11 years since he's passed away and he was screaming about this back then and, and how much worse it even is now of hell is aimed now let me tell you what gives you spiritual authority. Let me tell you what in the eyes of God and the eyes of the devil make you marked. In the eyes of God, marked for righteousness and marked for usefulness. In the devil's eye, marked for this final attack. 
is that you have set your heart on Christ. You seek him with all your heart and mind and soul and spirit. You've turned from the things of this world and, and you have laid a hold of something that you won't let go and the devil knows it. And you're a testimony of the righteousness of Christ in this dark, wicked age. If you are praying, man or woman, believing, trusting God, living in his righteousness by faith, you are marked. You are in that leadership. You are in that elite guard. Not, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Why would he waste any? He'd be a stupid devil to waste his ammunition on those he's already killed. Exactly. S Satan understands that secret sin in a spiritual man will paralyze him. All his power and authority will be gone. And if sin is persisted on and becomes habitual, he knows the man can no longer speak for God, can no longer have any impact on anyone living in sin. You see, the devil's plan is to put this fly of death just a touch of flesh, a touch of the world. Let me tell you what's at stake. And the reason Satan's now focusing all his power on the spiritual man. Paul sets forth the issue, and here it is. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness to him. Neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. Paul said, now there's a spiritual man and there's a natural man. The spiritual man knows the mind of Christ. He's full of the Holy Ghost. No part dark, no flies of death in him. He's got spiritual wisdom. He has revelation from God. He has an open heaven. And God reveals his mind to the spiritual man. The scripture says, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Things that no man can know. And God gives it and speaks it through those who are spiritual. Paul said... My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And I came in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. Now what is that? Demonstration of the Holy Ghost. We have a lot of people who think the demonstration of the Holy Ghost, people falling on the floor, wiggling, shaking. Now God can shake you and wiggle you. I, I, I believe God can take people and just prostrate them. I'm not mocking that. But that's not what Paul's talking about. The demonstration of the Holy Spirit had nothing to do with Paul's body. It was not raising his voice like I'm raising mine right now because a loud voice doesn't, it doesn't imply anointing. That's Sometimes true. when you get anointed, you can't help it. You just explode. But that does not designate the anointing. See, the demonstration of the Holy, Sp Holy Spirit was not some... Are our countenance that changed in Paul? He was not doing anything but quietly delivering the word of God, and there was suddenly a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. It was the word of God delivered through a spiritual man. You see, the Corinthians had moved out of the spiritual realm into the natural realm, and that's what's happening to the church of Jesus Christ today. You sit in front of a television and you drink and drink and drink and I'm telling you slipping hour by hour into the natural man that can no longer comprehend the things of God because you lose your discernment. And now Paul said, I'm coming to Corinth to a natural people living in the flesh. They're natural again. They're not spiritual men and women. They're carnal. The carnal man is the natural man. He said, I couldn't even speak to you as spiritual people anymore. Demonstration of the Holy Ghost with power was the effect his preaching had on the hearers, on the people, on the Corinthians. Life change is the demonstration.
people walking out of the house of God with a message they can't shake out of their head or out of their heart and they have to act on it because the Holy Spirit keeps moving them in the direction of the word they've received. They had drifted from Christ and were compromising. You see, folks, here's the dilemma. Let me put it as simply as I can. You show me a church of 10,000, 25,000 people, masses coming. And those that come to church, if, if they're not a preaching of repentance, if they're not changing, they're, they're all natural people. They're carnal. They're still living in sin. Because there's no message and there's no conviction and no Holy Ghost moving in the church. And if the man in the pulpit is just a man of ambition, if he too is in the natural and he is in the flesh, then I'm going to tell you that a whole congregation could go to hell because they've never had a mess. They don't understand. There's nobody there to open their eyes. There's no message from heaven that pierces the wall. There's nothing that gets through to the heart. And I'm convinced as many people are going to hell in the church than anywhere else in society. Going to hell right in church because natural men are speaking to natural men and they don't understand. The divorce rate in the church equals the divorce rate in the world now. The divorce rate in the ministry equals the divorce rate in secular society. What a sad comment. Now what's my point? Satan knows that men seduced back into the realm of the natural can no longer hear or receive a word that can change a life. Comes blinded. There's no message, no anointing, nothing that pierces the heart. And that's why Satan's going after every spiritual elder, deacon, Sunday school teacher, anyone in any kind of ministry, choir, going after with everything out of hell. And I'm telling you, folks, there's never been a time when you have been more tested than you are now. You have never been more tested. Your faith has never been more tried than it is now. Folks, never in history have we needed, have we needed spiritual people who know the mind of Christ and they can stand against the world and all of the natural thing that, that's just destroying mankind and have that word that penetrates and changes where there's a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. You may not even respond emotionally to what I'm saying, but I hope and pray when you walk out the door, God will have said something to you that'll change your life. Make some changes. Your life has already been changed, but make those changes that are necessary to come into the fullness. If the devil has a plan, what does, does God have a plan? Well, I want to tell you something. The, the Lord is not going to come down and fight your battle with the devil. He's already done that. He's already conquered the devil. He, he's been victor. He's beyond the reach of Satan. The devil can't tempt him anymore. But he said, now you resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, God doesn't have to change his plan. He's had one eternal purpose from the beginning. And that, that's focus on Jesus Christ. And we know that. And it implies that once you come under the government of Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of Christ, when you come under that government, there's to be a continual increase. There has to be an increase. We increase in obedience and submission, subjection. Are you under the government of the Holy Spirit? This is how I believe God is going to protect His leadership. He's going to protect all of those who are in the spiritual man. He's going to protect you, not by, he, he's not going to end pornography. Evil men are going to wax worse and worse, the Bible said. Things are going to get so bad that sexual content will be bestial. It'll be incestuous. It'll be with children. It's going to be with animals. It's going to be the most incredible filth and smut 
the world's ever known. And, and God's not going to stop that right now until the end. I mean, look at, look at what I just reported on. Killing babies up to 28 days after birth. I mean, pedophiles that are openly uh, advocating to molest basically your children from, you know, birth. I mean, this wasn't even going on. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't going on, but it wasn't openly advocated for when David Wilkerson was talking about this, it's gotten, you know, just unfortunately, but again, the Bible does predict what he said, 2 Timothy 3.13, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And you're going to have a, have to have a very, very wicked, evil environment in order for the Antichrist and the false prophet to fully make their debut. It's almost like the wickedness and evil of humanity invites that to happen. It's going to come with this flood. The flood is going to increase. The flood tides are going to get higher. But he's going to build up a spiritual immunity. He's going to do something in the hearts of his people. Because the government of Jesus Christ is going to increase more and more. He's going to have a body who are more and more subjected to the Holy Ghost. Who cry out for that direction. Who submit themselves in prayer and to the word of God. And they begin to judge their sins righteously. We're to judge righteous judgment in the last days. When he sees if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged, is what the Bible talks about. So we judge ourselves first before we ever think about judging anyone else. And then, now, granted, when Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged, it was when you had a beam in your own eye and you were judging the speck in your brother's. So this is not sanctimonious judgment. This is righteous judgment, which tends to totally leave a society like ours. And you, you see how corrupt the courts are. You see how corrupt the legislatures are, where they're 93 yeas to, to potentially, you know, kill your child after birth in, in the Maryland legislature. I mean, this is where we've gotten to open calls for you know fondling babies like and like it's a wonderful good thing people carrying pedophile flags now and open at gay events and i'm going to talk about that next fact that something just broke that i'm going to add to this just to show and drive home the point that this is all obviously occurring this attack of the enemy God says, I'm going to rise with a jealousy, and I'm going to accomplish my purpose. And my purpose, as he describes here, I'm going to bring divine order, and I'm going to bring forth a spirit of judgment. Now, that's not, that, that is not judgment against us. This has to do with something far different. It's something he's going to do in our hearts, a spirit of judgment against anything that Satan throws against us. In other words, the Holy Ghost is going to make you a magistrate of your own heart. And the word there is litigate. It means everything that comes in. Here's what Paul the Apostle said in, in 1 Corinthians 2, 5. He that is spiritual, listen, he that is spiritual judges all things. That's right. He judges all things. Amen. It means that everything that the enemy throws into his life, every temptation, everything he's involved in, every waking hour, he's judging everything that influences or affects his life. He's judging it. He's a magistrate. Mm -hmm. And the Lord has empowered him by his spirit.
to sit as a judge over his own life. He said, if we judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. Exactly. You know that scripture. Yeah. Let me put it plainly. If you're flirting with a married person or another man's wife or another one's husband, that's adultery. Judge it. Call it what it is. It's sin. Call it. Bible says, set no wicked thing before your eyes. You just brought in a video. And you said, oh, it's just PG or PG-13. It, it's just Walt Disney. And suddenly, here's... God's name being cursed. What are you going to do? Are you just going to justify it? Or are you going to judge it? Will you sit there and allow the Holy Ghost just to stir your heart? He will do it. He will stir your heart. And he'll do it out of love because he says, I need your anointing. I need a voice. I need to penetrate this wicked world. I need you. I'm not mad at you, but I need your voice. And he's going to convict you. You either justify it or you'll judge it and say, this could cost my anointing. That's enough. You find yourself slipping into a little bit of gossip and the Holy Ghost suddenly says, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong. And you agree with the Holy Ghost. Yes, it's wrong. You stop and shut your mouth and walk away. Judge it. You see, David sinned and he wouldn't judge his sin for a whole year. God didn't break his covenant with David. He didn't break the covenant. He's not going to break his covenant with you. But he said, a prophet is what the issue was, David, until you agree with the Holy Ghost, until you judge your sin and call it what it is, and not justify it. David had been justified, and as soon as David stopped justifying his sin, then the promises of the covenant were renewed in his life. And every covenant promise of God awaits the moment that you and I agree with the Holy Ghost and say, this is sin. I'm not going to call it by another name. I'm going to judge it. I can't. I can't live in unbelief. Unbelief is the mother of all sins. And you find yourself doubting God and questioning God. Oh, come on, folks. Judge it for what it is. It's sin. We have to judge our sins because he has given us the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ in us. We have the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you, the moment you agree with the Holy Ghost, he comes with every covenant promise. And the Bible makes it clear. This scripture, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against. And I looked up that word standard. And you know what it really means? A flip of the finger. And the moment you agree with the Holy Spirit, the moment you judge your sin and say, I'm not going to lose my anointing. I'm not going to have a fly in my ointment. I'm not going to let the devil rob me of my effectiveness. And I judge my sin. When that happens, the Holy Ghost comes and flits away the power of hell in your life. Just the flick of his finger. It's done. It's finished. He empowers you with his glorious power. That's the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. The demonstration is judging your sin. The power comes flowing in. Glory be to God. What a mighty God. Lord, you so love your people. You so love your pastors and shepherds and all those in leadership. They're your family. They're, they're bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. And you will not allow the enemy to destroy you're going to come forth, Lord, with great governing power. You're going to manifest by your spirit the law of God written in the heart, bringing us under subjection to your word and your spirit. And, Lord, we're going to be more than overcomers, not just overcomers, but more than overcomers. Hallelujah. 
Now, Lord, I'm asking for a demonstration of power, demonstration of your spirit with power to change us. For those that are here now, and while we're speaking, Holy Ghost, you were just pointing out something, perhaps a dead fly, a fly of death, something that the Holy Ghost has been just peacefully, wonderfully, lovingly nagging us about, saying, change it, make a change before it becomes a habit and you no longer see it as sin. You justify it. Oh, Lord, we want to agree with the Holy Ghost. We call it what it is. If you're here this afternoon or this morning, and something in the message this morning, this something grabbed your heart. I don't know how to put this other than as I feel that the Holy Spirit, that you know that you are not where you ought to be in Christ. Especially if you've, you've been walking with God for a long time. If you've been hearing a lot of messages, you've been hearing the Holy Ghost speak and cry and woo and whisper to your heart. And you keep putting it off and putting it off. It's time. It's time this morning to say yes. Holy Spirit, if there is sin, He's not here to condemn you. He's here to say, I will not lose you. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to make a little bit of misery in your heart. I'm going to convict you, but I do it because I need you. If you're a husband, I, I, you need that spiritual authority and you need his guidance. If you're a wife or if you're a mother and you have children, you need spiritual authority. You're not going to get through your kids without spiritual authority. All the pastors, including myself, we have, we have warned you about your viewing television and, and the film and the films that you bring into your home and everything else in these areas. If there has to be dealt with, agree with it right now. And when you walk the streets, ask God to give you clean eyes. Ask God to help you because the seductions are so overwhelming. And ask God to put you in the habit of listening to the Holy Spirit. It becomes a wonderful habit. The Holy Spirit is so quick, so quick. It's a loving judgment. It's something the Lord says, I do this for you because I so love you. I do this for you because... I've done such a miracle in your life, and I want to use you with your neighbors. I want you to be the testimony, because I want everything that you say to have an impact on those around you. When your neighbors are sick and afflicted, when somebody around you has a problem, they bring it to you. So you're not just mouthing words that fall to the ground, but you're saying things that penetrate the heart. Do you understand that? I come now asking you, Holy Spirit, to demonstrate what we're talking about. Holy Spirit, I want to see, and I, I don't want to see it, but I want you to demonstrate in the hearts of these that there be a manifestation of your Holy Spirit that comes right now and, and just comes and shines the light in and says yes I know Lord that what I have allowed is sin and I agree with you Holy Spirit it can't go on it has to stop and I know Lord as I agree with you you're going to come now with every precious covenant promise you're going to put a new heart in me on this. You're going, to, you're going to keep me now from falling. You're going to give me a heart after you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this. Would you say this right now? Lord Jesus, I come humbly to you. And I come, Lord Jesus, to submit to your government. I want you to rule my life by the word and the still small voice of the Spirit. I want to obey you, Lord. Help me. I can't do it in my strength. But I believe that the Holy Ghost saved, came and saved me by opening my heart 
God, I've repented. So the Spirit of God is in me. Thank you that you'll guide me. You will keep me. We give you thanks. Okay, so great sermon, great message. Um, a lot to think about. I give you the link there for that video if you want to, uh, you know, listen to that again. And um, I wanted to. I just saw this right before, or I kind of, I was scanning news because I always there's so many things breaking, and. I entitled this, well, Pro-Child Molester Group Assaults Reporter in Downtown Austin. Now, this is Owen Schroyer of um, InfoWars. And I'm not endorsing Alex Jones or InfoWars or anything like that, but um, regarding some of these issues, they are, they've, they've uh, been on the front lines for some of these issues. On this live Sunday transmission, Owen Schroyer breaks down how he was assaulted by pro-trans activists in downtown Austin, protesting in front of the governor's mansion on Saturday for the trans kids cry for help rally. Yeah, because the trans kids are, are, are screaming about how they want to get their genitals cut off or mutilated and undergo hormonal therapy. That's that's what we need to be worrying about, that. And this is why what they will say. And it shows this devil wearing a uh, like one of the face masks. Of course, they've, they've got to uh, still be complying with the asinine um covid parameters even though they've been lifted he's got a, a gay but he's in his hands is a gigantic pedophilia child molester flag now if you haven't seen one of these flags it is um it looks a little bit like a gay flag it's just got big stripes on it but the colors are light blue pink white to pink to light blue it's like an understated gay flag but if you see that flag that means that they're child molesters that's what that represents and i and i told you and i've been warning about this that the whole lgbtq movement it's going to be lgbtqp for what they stand for pedophile which means child lover <laughs> should be c for child molester because that's what they are but the, the they're out right now in the open i mean you just saw the first two reports i reported on today and then we have this so evidently they're having dual rallies one to support the ban on child gender modification procedures uh which would be the good guys <laughs> and then this trans kids cry for help rally at the same time and this is where i, I believe owen shore was assaulted Dueling rallies will be held tomorrow in downtown Austin. That'll be in the afternoon and they'll be about this topic. The rally to support the ban on child gender modification procedures will happen at the Texas Capitol. Modification. The trans kids... Meaning mutilation and, you know, of your children. Cry for help rally is happening at the governor's mansion. Both rallies are at 2 p.m. That's sickening. Uh, guaranteed, if God started raining down fire and brimstone on these on the on the bad guys at these rallies, that that definitely get people's attention. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so I'm going to play about nine minutes of this. This just broke today. 
Uh, Owen Shroy responds to being assaulted by pro-trans kid protesters in uh, Austin, Texas. Now, there is some profanity in this. I'm just warning you right now. Um, not super horrible, but it's. It, I wanted to at least warn my listeners. Uh, and I'm, I'm only going to play nine minutes. This goes to about the 40-minute mark. So if you want to hear the full report, I gave you the link there. You can do that. They're, they're little gremlins that run around and their whole purpose in life is to, to just destroy the world. That's what gets them off. Yeah. Deception, destruction, that's their game. Pro-trans kids, you're a damn pedophile, man. I'm not playing these games. I'm not, I'm not playing your little word games. Uh, pro-trans. They're, they're, they're child molesters. Again, pedophile means lover of children no 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 they're child molesters that's the proper terminology there's no such thing as a trans kid until you perverts get your hands on them that's it yeah that is true ladies and gentlemen it is sunday march 13th 2022 and you are living through the most significant times in human history. And there's so many different levels to it. There's so many different angles and aspects to it. As I'm getting the news sorted out here on my desk, getting ready for this Sunday transmission, I'm just reminded of all the different angles that we have right now trying to stave off this globalist tyranny, this one world government that wants a social credit score based off of the system in China and the end of free speech, the end of the right to protect yourself, pretty much just the end of any individual sovereignty at all, any nation state, any right to decide and determine your own destiny. And it gets so bad where here in Texas today, in fact, I just got back about 15 minutes ago we're out there for about two hours, I'd say. And we've got some of the B-roll that we'll, we're going to roll for you. The crew is uploading some of the HD video right now to band.video. But I'm out in Austin, Texas, where there is a pro-trans kids rally. Which I, uh, I, I don't call it trans kids. There's no such thing as trans kids. Uh, until these pedophiles get their hands on them. Then there's trans kids. There's no such thing as a trans kid in nature. Doesn't exist, never has. The only way a trans kid even exists is if a pedophile gets their hands on them and mutate, uh, mutilates their genitalia. And so we've just got unbelievable footage. It's the same, it's the same crap you expect from these nut jobs. But it just is wilder and wilder every time. It's just, you, you can't believe this is reality. H how do I go to downtown Austin, Texas and walk into a mob of pedophiles? By the way, that's literally the pedophile flag right there. And so that's what I'm saying. People tune in and they may think, yeah, you know, InfoWars is uh, kind of extreme. Uh, no, the world is extreme. When I go to downtown Austin, Texas, and I've got people wa waving pedophile flags in my face, talking about how they want to mutilate children's genitalia.
and they think they're the good guy. Folks, that is a pro-pedophile flag. That is the, that they call it a minor attracted person flag is what it is. So you've got the tranny flag. You've got the gay flag. You've got the, the pedophile flag. They all have these new child, child molester flag. They fly. And it's all to create this new tribalism of sexual perversion that they then virtue signal and say, oh, this is for the kids. No, you're sexual perverts. Fine. You want to be a sexual pervert and do your little activity behind closed doors? or, 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 or They don't even do it behind closed doors anymore. I'm not even exaggerating. And, and this has a lot to do with the fact South by South gay is in town. South by Southwest is South by South gay now. And I'm not even kidding you. I go out to breakfast this morning. Popular diner here in Austin. I love going to. Good food. But see, the more and more, it's the same thing with everything else. The more and more woke it gets, the more and more the leftists run the place and are just jerks and start doing bad service. It's like, I don't even want to go back. It's like, you know what? You got a great diner here. You got great food. I I'm getting harassed by damn liberals. I just want to have breakfast. I'm not even kidding you. A man shows up. I, I personally, I'm not, I, look, it's probably not the worst thing ever. Personally, I'll never wear open-toed shoes to a restaurant. I just, I, I just don't like showing my feet when people are trying to eat meals I, I just think that's a little uncouth but okay it's not the worst thing ever this man shows up dressed as a woman and walks into a breakfast diner with his ass out i'm not exaggerating literal bare ass at a diner in public just showing off the ass and you're just supposed to say oh that's a tranny oh that's a drag queen i'm not gonna say anything like, hey, why don't you get your bare ass off of the seat, please? I'm trying to eat breakfast. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to this live Sunday, March 13th edition of the Alex Jones Show. It's an honor to be with you this evening. And I am, uh, I'm pumping right now. I've got the adrenaline pumping. I am, I am high as a kite right now. No, I don't need any sort of stimulants or drugs. I am fighting for freedom and truth in this country and i just got done dealing with a bunch of pro with a bunch of pro pedophile freaks at the governor's mansion here in austin and it's just it's so crazy because i gotta be honest i'm it's not that i'm numb to this because if i was numb to it if i was numb to it i wouldn't care but I, this th these freaks have become such a normal part of our culture or, or what I deal with as a journalist that I don't even have the proper response to it because it really is kind of a fight or flight thing like you either want to get the hell away from these deviants or, or you want to fight them and I'm not talking about physically though I was assaulted multiple times today and you know that's pretty typical stuff and uh, they get away with it right in front of police I'm not gonna complain fine whatever I'm I, I'm I have to get assaulted as a journalist in, in the year 2022 and 21 and 20 and 19 and 18 and 17 and 16. So, I mean, it's just seven years of me getting assaulted as a journalist. And, and I've only been able to get one person arrested. Dozens of assaults on camera, spat on, punched, death threatened dozens of times. And I've only been able I've only managed to get one of them arrested. And that was a sexual assault when the woman came and, and grabbed my uh my genitalia on public so i've got one out of about 100 assaults so i was assaulted another dozen times a day but that's fine I, you know what i accept that but see 
it's almost disgusting that it's such a normal thing to me that I'm not honestly like on air crying, weeping that this is my society. Because really, I should be. I, I should be heartbroken. I, I should be, I, like, we should be devastated that this is going on. Not, not, not for me. Not, not because I, I'm a grown man and somebody wants to try to punch me and, and run away or spit on me or whatever. That's fine. I, I'm a grown man. I mean, you know, you, you want to try to fight me, that's another thing. No, I'm talking about for the children. I'm talking about for the children that these deviants want the world to be them to grow up in. And, and I, I, it's just, it's so demonic, it's so perverted, it's so evil that I just go out there. Folks, I didn't go out with a bullhorn. Yeah, okay, I'm Owen Schroyer from InfoWars, so it's like, oh, okay, he, he's the bad guy. He's going he's gonna to get mobbed. But I walk up doing a live stream, not even trying to provoke, just wanting to go film what they're talking about, what they're doing, and a crowd of these deviants forms around me, starts moshing around me, bumping into me, rubbing their armpits in my face, doing little subtle jabs and elbows in the midst of the crowd, punching me. Why? Because I'm willing to call them out for what they are, and that's pedophiles. I'm done playing games. So you know what? Maybe it's fine that I'm not going to cry because these sexual perverts want to destroy the future for the children and want to destroy the children's lives before. So anyway, it goes on for uh, quite a while. Uh, I just wanted to throw that in there because, you know, that just broke today. And it just really adds to and dramatizes what we've already covered for um, today. There's just these insane uh, headlines. Okay, so we're going to be switching gears here and... This next part is entitled, The Ancient Astronaut Lie Exposed Again. Aliens are not our creators. They are the return of the Nephilim that Jesus Christ predicted in Matthew 24, 37 and Luke, 20, um, Luke 17, verse 26, regarding the end times we're living in. This lying report uh, was titled, Illuminati Alert, Warning, This Information May Shock You. You will never be the same. I I'm seeing more and more of this type of information being disseminated i'm only going to play about two and a half minutes of this blasphemous uh almost just pathetically i mean you you have to all i'm saying is you got to have way more faith to believe in whatever new age garbage or lie they're telling you than it would ever you would ever have to believe that god created everything and god is true and god is right you got way more faith to believe in evolution and those types of things then garbage like and i'm only going to play you a little bit it just goes on and on and it just gets more and more insanely convoluted in regard to how they're explaining things to the point where it is almost hysterically laughable so this is this is the this is the video may shock you everyone must know this before it's deleted yeah right and that now we're finally going to get the truth about about just everything evidently so i'm gonna i'm just gonna play two and a half minutes here this goes on to the 25 minute mark um but i do believe a lot of these same lies we're going to be seeing in the very near future regarding disclosure and however that may take place and regarding the antichrist and false prophet making their big debut 
I think a lot of these lies are going to be either just like this or repackaged. So here it is, the real story of Earth as I've been told. Mm. This as you've been told by who, Satan? It was not the result of a big bang or the creation of God as you understand God from the teachings we've been taught. Okay, so he means the Bible. This planet was seeded with life by race of benevolent aliens from a planet called Eden. Oh, so this, so now we're finally getting the real truth. We, this planet was seeded with life millions of years ago by aliens from the planet Dida or whatever. Well, then why haven't they come back to like rule over us with an iron fist? Why have it? I mean, why are they tiptoeing around? Why haven't they made their big debut? Why, why is it that they can't, why they've got to be so subtle? about everything if they're so big and bad and in our creators and all of this other stuff why haven't they just taken over if we've messed everything up so bad located in the centauri star system and when i say life i mean all of it oh yeah especially us so in other words the bible's a total lie and these aliens now you have to understand this has been presented in multiple multiple sci-fi series and sci-fi movies you want to see a great example of this go to mission from mars final scene and it'll it walks you right through the last three four five minutes of the movie shows this to you in an animated version total lies basically it's kind of a combination of evolution and the ancient astronaut theory they're kind of kind of commingling them whereas this planet was seeded by these benevolent aliens millions and millions of years ago and then what it seeded the planet with evolved into what we are now so it's even doubly um insane it's kind of commingling ancient astronaut and darwinian evolution all in one satanic package this race of beings are immortal and for millions of years they develop tall that has ever lived on this planet. It was their seed bank, lovingly referred to as the Garden of Eden, oh. the most beautiful of all planets, by far as Earth. These beings were given the responsibility of populating vast assortment of planets in many places with plant. So we were the seed bank that was to populate, I guess, and grow life forms here so then they could then seed other planets. Animal life. It was their job to create, to seed life. Unlike the story we were told, God does not work alone. As you see, we have angels speaking for all of you. And for the record, the entirety of the universe refers to creator God as the one. And the one, ah, the one. So I've heard that a lot in occult teachings. The one, or the great, or in Freemasons, the great architect of the universe. You know, thing, thing, these real nebulous terms that they like to uh, use. First, to Creator God as the One. And Creator is a fitting assertion. The One is neither alive or dead. <laughs> so, he's neither alive nor dead. Okay. Or female, good nor bad. So, hold on. He's neither male nor female. Right, hold on. The One is neither alive or dead. Male or female, good nor bad. <laughs> So there you go. 
the one, the one that created everything, is neither male nor female, good nor bad, live or dead. What does that even mean? It's a lot like the whole representation of Lucifer as Baphomet or Baphomet, the goat of Mendez that has both male and female reproductive organs and the goat-headed beast deity. He's kind of like neither really neither male nor female, just this androgynous creature that neither good nor bad. So, wow, wow. I mean, if, if you start thinking in those types of terms, then there's no real God to answer to because he's neither good nor bad. He don't care about you. There's no heaven or hell. There's a lot of things you can infer from that that Satan is hoping you will. Because, you know, um, do what thou will will be the whole of the law. Aleister Crowley. That was the whole thing, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. If it feels good, do it. Type type of mentality that came into like the counterculture in in like the you know the the 60s and that type of movement that permeated through like the rock and roll uh, music industry and and through that whole counterculture hippie movement free love thing that spawned so many other wicked evil things. Do what thou will will be the whole of the law. Do, do, if it feels good, do it. I mean, hey, if, if this really is God and it's not, then there's no repercussions for what you do, you know. it's It reminds me of like the Bible says in Judges, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So every man was a law unto himself basically, but in a bad way. In other words, his heart guided everything that he did. But there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. And the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But that's, a lot of times people listen to something like this and it appeals to their heart. And and so they go with it. Creator justice. Creator is life, all life, the one is responsible for creating all the framework which functions to provide... Let me let me put this on closed caption here so I can I I, I want to get all the words this guy's saying here. Is life all life the one is responsible for creating all the framework which functions to provide an environment for everything to exist in. Creator created this planet and all planets you will ever visit. The one was most impressed by the intelligent creatures that function to serve the universe Creator created. The Immortals. They are oh, the, the Immortals, like that new show series that was just with all the, yeah, the Immortals. Yeah, from Hollywood. Yeah, that one. Yep. That, see, again, there. but again, what is that priming us for? That's priming us for these benevolent ETs. A lot of them, though, look like the alien movement says, like the Nordics, you know, blonde hair, blue eye, or these immortals, they're really Adonis-looking, what you would think is like the the gods of Mount Olympus would probably look like, male and female gods and goddesses. These immortals that are going to be making their big debut pretty soon and instructing us along these types of lines that this blasphemous video is talking about. Evelyn in nature. And guided by love. Oh, yeah. The right. craftsmen yeah. tasked with maintaining the integrity of what the one had created. Each variety is responsible for its own set of initiatives bestowed upon them. Some maintained light, some sound, 
Some created lesser beings to inhabit the planets our creators from Eden seeded with life from their amazing garden. So I'm, I'm assuming the lesser creations were man and the, and the animals because they're showing that picture in the background, the Garden of Eden. So we were just the lesser creations. We're not created in God's image. But see, that's another thing they want to do is take away that concept from you and to um, belittle mankind and to make mankind think that, you know, he's some alien byproduct of some something we evolved from millions of years ago by these benevolent ETs. And so on. However, in the face of all the one had created, even creator was not perfect. <laughs> so the creator wasn't perfect but that's funny because the god of the bible is perfect and sinless but see they're going to throw try to cast doubt on every single biblical concept you have ever known that even their creator which is neither male nor female which is neither good nor bad it reminds me of uh that the hp lovecraft stuff then i've never really looked into that it's really some evil perverted stuff but a lot of the occultists and a lot of follow that uh, that goes all the way back into i think the 50s or around there hp lovecraft where he talks about these gods that are just like these gigantically huge gods of the universe that basically they're neither good nor evil that concept they transcend evil and they, in other words, if they do commit evil, it's not evil. It's they've transcended it, you know, so they could molest a million children and it wouldn't be evil, evidently, in that world. Well, it doesn't work that way, okay? Not in God's eyes. So you can see how grand the deception is regarding this whole thing here. Uh, so, so not even their their creator, the creator messed up, evidently, in their. All the one had created, even creator was not perfect. <laughs> The one had made my creator is perfect one mistake. Oh, so their creator made one mistake. It was a big one. Oh, boy. I'm not going to even print and I understand it. Okay, now it, it, I'm going to stop it here. It goes on to the 25 minute mark. It gets so incredibly, insanely, laughably convoluted. I don't even want to expose you to any more of this. It's 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 truly laughable. Hilarious almost. Well, I, I listened probably for another two or three minutes. I'm like, wow, man, you got to have more faith to believe this than you would ever have to believe if you read the Bible. I mean, you got to have way more faith to believe that. Um, but yeah, this was one of the main videos featured on Before It's News the other day. And uh, that's that's just a minefield of, of blasphemous garbage and cue and oh any any second trump's going to come back and save the day and and they're going to remove all the wicked cabal and all the other now granted if some derivation but see they've been saying this for like a good four or five years now it's this week well you're a liar it didn't happen this week last week or the you know 400 weeks before because you're of your father the devil and he was a liar from the beginning and so are you essentially this q movement garbage and all these people propagating this promoting this and telling us that trump is going to come back and save the day and, and dispatch the even though he's one of them even though he was i mean literally the closest friend of jeffrey epstein at one point literally like stones throw away from each other epstein would come over and recruit underage girls from the, the marlago trump mansion and then end up you know recruiting them as like basically like 
prostitutes. Because Trump's such a good guy. And I've got into this in umpteen studies. And I've got a over a 50-page file with court documents in it that shows you what a deviant, evil, sick, twisted devil Trump is. And that's just one document. I got another one that's about another 50 pages on all of the wicked things he's done legislatively and otherwise and been a part of. So since we're on this subject, I thought I should I should talk about this ancient astronaut lie, which is what you just heard. It was a derivation of the ancient astronaut. It comes in many flavors. There's, there's different flavors of this. I've never quite heard this one before. This was by far the most convoluted, weird, laughable one I've ever heard. My comment, yes, this is the big lie, also known as the ancient astronaut theory that will be debuted to humanity very soon. I've predicted this for over 15 years due to lies like the ones presented in the pathetic video you just heard that have been disseminated for a long time now. This is all part of the strong delusion that the Bible clearly predicted in 2 Thessalonians 2.11. If you want to hear the truth regarding this subject, go to my study, The Ancient Astronaut Lie. I give you a link here. The shocking origin of intelligent design, because intelligent design, which is supposedly, a lot of people say Christian, is not, is not Christian. Intelligent design is the ancient astronaut theory, repackaged. If you actually look at the at what they actually teach. So I did this teaching back in 2007. Okay. So um, you know, like what 15 years ago, 228 of two, 2007. This study I felt convicted to do after viewing a 27-minute internet video about the Raelian cult. Now you might not have heard of the Raelians either maybe now or for a long time, but it was it's a cult, one of the many like UFO cults out there, okay? This video does one of the most thorough jobs of condensing most of the coming New Age, New World Order lies that I have ever witnessed. So it was good because it wasn't like I was having problems with the Raelian cult, but this one did such a good job of, of summarizing all of the New Age, New World Order lies. It's particularly back, 15 years ago. Most of these lies seem to be so appealing to the unsaved for the same reason Eve was seduced by the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Because they promise that you shall be as gods. If anyone buys into this, then all account accountability to a holy God goes out the window. And they feel like they can live any way they want. Satan is still the most subtle beast of the field and he has not changed his tactics as you will see when you listen to this audio. In this teaching, I will be playing the sound from the video from this video and stopping to comment along the way so I can ultimately present a full rebuttal to this most egregious heresy. This ancient astronaut theory is going to unfortunately take many people to hell and is going to be one of the cornerstones of the grand deception that the Antichrist will perpetuate. And here we're seeing evidence of it. Right in the video I just played. One of the main videos, I think it was the top video on Before It's News in their top headlines. So you, you don't get to that position unless people are actually looking and listening to what you're putting out. It's very appealing to the flesh to a certain extent. So I'm, good, I'm just going to play, uh, I don't know, almost a seven-minute clip of my old audio from 2007. So you can see that I've been talking about this, but it'll give you a little more insight on this whole subject. Okay, so this is my Ancient Astronaut Lie teaching from... Uh, December 28, 2007. The audio is not as good as the audio I have now, so I apologize, but I, I kind of wanted you to just hear this. 
Okay, I'd like to welcome you to a special edition of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 28th, 2007. This is actually a Friday, Friday night, and uh, I received an email back on August 23rd from a listener, and he had forwarded me a link to a site called Message from the Designers, and this is in regard to the Raelian cult, and it's a message from the designers. So again, they always portray themselves as the grand, the architects, our creators. They seeded human. They designed us. They're, we're our, we're their little science project that they're going to have to come back and police and help because we've messed things up so bad. And and that's the whole theme you'll usually hear. It took me a long time, as it sometimes does, to get back to things. And I listened to one of the videos in totality tonight called The Prophets and the Ancient Evidence. Now, the reason I emphasize this is it's not as though the Raelian cult is a huge thing worldwide. But the message that they're sending and the message that they're uh, putting out to people is going was very, I thought, very confirmatory to many of the previous teachings we've done in regard to the Nephilim, in regard to Lord Maitreya, in regard to the Ascended Masters. So much of the delusion that is coming, that the Bible clearly predicted was going to happen, God said he was going to send strong delusion in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. This strong delusion is coming... And this is something we as Christians need to be prepared to give an answer for when the unsaved come to us, either trying to indict us about our religion as Christians, as true born-again Christians, or people coming to us maybe humbly and saying, hey, what's going on here? I don't have an answer. You know, this place where I'm going to doesn't have an answer. My pastor doesn't have an answer. This religion that I'm in doesn't have an answer. And this is the grand lie. I think this... 27-minute video was the quintessential essence of the grand lie that's coming. The one-world government, one-world religious system under the Antichrist in the seven-year tribulation period. I don't know of, of, of a better apostate video that does a better job. So I really got convicted that I needed to do a point-by-point rebuttal of this video as the video is going. So what I'm going to be doing is you're actually going to be hearing this right off their website, this 27-minute. Um, it's a video that you can go watch. But this, uh, in essence, what we're going to be doing is playing the video, you're going to be hearing the words, and essentially I'm going to be giving commentary along the way. We're going to be stopping it many, many times in order to give a commentary on a particular piece of apostasy that they're trying to feed us. So, one of the main things that they emphasize within this cult is, quote, intelligent design. In fact, this man, they call, he calls himself Rael, and you'll hear all about his history here. He's the guy that started the Raelian cult. He has a book called Intelligent Design, Message from the Designers. In fact, that's the, that's the title of his whole site. They are absolutely all about intelligent design. But you might say, well, hey, whoa, all the Christians are for intelligent design. Isn't President Bush for intelligent design? And I have a whole teaching that I've done on this to, to prove, and this absolutely confirms that, that when the people in the know advocate intelligent design over creationism or over evolution. They're not doing that because they're trying to be Christians or they're trying to put God in the scenario. They're trying to do that because intelligent design is actually based on what is known as the ancient astronaut theory, where these aliens came to Earth 
thousands and millions of years ago and essentially seeded this planet with mankind. We're like their little science project, and now they've got to come back to straighten everything out because we pretty much messed everything up. And in other words, and another thing that they're going to be promising us and that they are promising us is that we will finally attain to godhood like they themselves are. And you're going to see this theme through this whole video. It's the same. Which you've heard a lot, me talk a lot lately about the whole thing of ascension. And that's what they're talking about. That's one of the big carrots they're offering in the New World Order. Is the promise of, oh, you're going to finally ascend. And in order to ascend, you have to let, you have to invite us gods back to rule over you. But again, it's like a vampire coming to your door. You got to invite him in. He can't just come in on his own. That's what they're banking on. That humanity invites them back in. And the problem is, is <laughs> you're it's basically like inviting Satan in lie that satan told eve in the garden of eden in genesis chapter 3 where he said ye shall be as gods it's the same lie just repackaged a little bit differently satan doesn't change his tactics he's probably never had an original thought in his life he keeps doing the same things over and over it's just in a repackaged form and this is what we're going to really be seeing here hitting home. I, I don't, again, I don't know of a better video synopsis or, or, or apostate soundbite synopsis that I could possibly give you. So without further ado, I'm going to start this uh, presentation here, and I will be stopping many times along the way to make comment. Here we go. showing here called seeding the universe which is exactly the same theme that all of these aliens that are supposedly communicating with all these people there's absolutely been millions and millions of abductions and people that have had experiences with these supposed aliens worldwide now there's no way they can all be crazy now granted a certain percentage of them probably are but there is no way that millions and millions of people that are having this common experience could all be crazy and the thing is is what they're being told by these aliens is the exact same thing essentially every time again in maybe a repackaged format that they themselves came here seeded the universe and now we ourselves when we attain to this godhood we are going to actually start seeding the universe and so this is a big thing see this is the carrot that Satan dangles out in front of us. Because, you know, hey, if we can be a god, then he, we're not accountable to anybody. You know, there's, you know, all bets are off. If we're gods, we can do whatever we want. Which appeals to the flesh of, you know, an unsaved person. Very much so. And okay, so it goes on to the 109 mark. One hour, nine minutes. And I only got to almost the seven minute mark. So, 
If you want to listen to the rest, you can do that. But again, I I don't want to just recover all this ground that I've previously done. So you can listen to that at your leisure if you choose. Um, all right. So we have that. So now I said all that and I'm kind of segueing into this. Here was another report from beforeitsnews.com. One of the largest news aggregate, alternative news aggregate sites out there. Okay. But you talk about a place I don't refer people to ever because there is so much be, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it is mostly garbage and leaven and lies that you're having to wade through. Every once in a while, you can get a nugget out of there. I like to do it just to see what the enemy is saying more than anything, to see what lies he's spewing, essentially. And I got this back uh, last November, listener comment from a listener named James. Everything He entitled it, everything you suspected is true. Here is even more proof as if you need it. Uh, he said, Dr. Johnson, I noticed on 11-12 of 21 at the website beforeitsnews.com, a website I monitor closely, I noticed a terribly new age video entitled 2,000-year-old Christianity lie. Well, that means Jesus and the cross and essentially the New Testament. 2,000-year-old Christianity lie shatters into nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Jesus didn't die for your sins. Uh, which is actually a satanic belief. So now, again, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. So now what these new age devils are saying is that Jesus didn't die for your sins. And if you believe in that, that's actually a satanic belief. So everything opposite of what the Bible clearly teaches. And then it goes on to say, Jesus lived for us and lives on as Sananda. Oh, you mean Esau, Sananda, Emmanuel, or Master Jesus? The Ascended Master version knockoff Jesus that looks like all the pictures that hang in so many people's homes and in the churches and the, the, the blonde hair, blue hair, blue eyed Adonis looking Jesus that basically was given to us by the Catholic Church? That, that image? Yeah, that one. That fake knockoff version that's coming back with the Ascended Masters. As I've said for many, many years. See, that's the one they say Jesus lived for us and lives on as Sananda. He's one of the lesser ascended masters according to these, you know, their, their writings. But, you know, then my listener said, when I read this, I almost fell out of my chair lies, but it gets worse. And I quote Trump. Then, then they quoted Trump is still your president as he never resigned. So they're commingling saying the Bible, especially the New Testament, is a total lie, with Jesus never died for your sins, which if you believe that, you're basically under a satanic belief system. But actually, the real Jesus is Sananda. They commingle all that and tie that with Trump is still your president, as he never resigned. Yeah, and then it says, yes, it shall be won by the light. Oh, isn't that wonderful? There are a few all warm and fuzzy. Proclaims, proclaims supreme commander sananda see sananda is the ascended master they say they're sending back to uh re-educate the christians on planet earth regarding what real christianity is now it will be a total opposite obviously of what the bible teaches or at least on many many levels it'll be a total opposite it won't be that Jesus died for your sins. 
it won't be any of that. It'll be probably that, you know, they, they've taught all kind of blasphemy and heresy about that I'm not even going to get into. I've got into it in previous. If you want to know more about this master, just key in Master Jesus or Sananda in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done several studies on this over the years. Uh, no, no, no reason to reinvent the wheel. I've already done. But basically anything I'm talking about, you could go and do a keyword search, and I've done several studies probably on it. Um, I think I've got like over 2,000 with corresponding PDFs up there now. Um, so all, all for free and a free email list, free thing. I don't, and I don't ever beg for money. <laughs> so I just won't do that. Um, doesn't make me better. I'm just saying, I just don't, I won't go there. I'm not going to go there in this ministry ever. Uh, so yeah, this is all proclaimed supposedly by S Sananda. And he goes on to say, what? I send you the link because you may not believe me if I don't view the satanic link here and pray for discernment. So he gives me the link. And he said, he ended it by saying, um, may God forgive me, I almost believed a lie. If I was not reading the Bible and was paying attention to the watchman, I could have been deceived. And again, this is why this ministry exists. Because, you know, at one time I was deceived on some of these levels, not with this one, but I was aware of it. I, I just think that because I got saved by reading Gary Kaw's book, In Route to Global Occupation, and seeing all the things that were on the horizon and all the ways that the enemy would probably try to come and deceive us, I always kind of assumed that the end times, and also by reading my Bible, that the end times were going to be one big gigantic deception that we would need to guard against. So, so he says, I could have been deceived. The whole QFS, I mean, I believe that means quantum financial system where we're going to be going onto this blockchain and this whole one world currency. We're going to talk about that later if I can get to it. And the quantum financial system and the med beds and all the new age ploy. It's very, very appealing to the flesh. What's coming, guys? This is why I've been warning about it a lot lately. So you don't get sucked in or deceived by it. So I'm way over on time. I hope this uploads okay. Uh, God bless you and we will see you in part two.